The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, my loves. So y'all haven't heard from me in a long, 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 long time. I know that last week you heard the individual episode of my entrepreneur story. And I really hope that you enjoyed that entire series, but also enjoyed that individual episode from me. I have not been in front of my fancy, fancy microphone, sis, in like three months like for real, for real. It's been a long, long time. And so I am coming to you um, and I'm really excited to record. I have been um, definitely, definitely impressed by God today to record. And I want to talk about a very sensitive topic. Um, Currently, I am on quote unquote maternity leave, not from work, but from business And so because of that, my time has been so open, even to the point where some days I'm like, girl, I don't have nothing to do, which is lovely when you're pregnant because girl, okay, this child is taking up all of my capacity body wise. Okay. And so I am actually due in literally a month and I am beyond words excited to meet my baby boy I don't even have the words to describe I won't because I will start crying because I cry every other day but this is the start of my maternity leave episodes and so throughout this time up until maybe about March you all will hear a combination of episodes um, every week from me as well as some recorded content that I did with a bunch of people that I know who have gone to therapy and y'all some of these episodes are like fire and a lot of the episodes will be broken up into part one part two so I wanted to give y'all a little bit of a brief opening into this because now that I'm officially on maternity leave I wanted you to be able to be aware of kind of what you're going to be getting from me over the next couple of months because I will be resting with baby boy so quick little announcement. If you are not on my email list, please, please, please go to the link in the show notes. I will be actually doing some private podcasts with my email list. I plan to also record one today after I finish this one to send out to them just as a little update to give you updates on how I'm doing, how baby is doing, and just kind of share where I'm at spiritually, mental health wise, as well as just share anything that's on my heart that the Lord may drop into me um, as I'm gone. So go to the link in my show notes and you will be able to get um, access to my email list if you're not already on my email list. And I look forward to you um, joining. So let's get into this topic because I was actually a little nervous and maybe I'm coming on with a heavy hitter topic as I'm coming back individually 
But I want to really talk about this because I think we're kind of in that limbo stage between the holidays and the start of the year. And you all, we have experienced one heck of a year. I cannot believe it's almost mid-November and we're still in the house. Like, let's talk about it. But I wanted, I felt obligated to share, I won't say obligated, I felt led to share this experience with you because I do believe a lot of people experience this and don't have the language or the know or the wherewithal to describe that this is what they're feeling. And I really want to offer my experience, one, share what it is, and also share some tips on how to overcome it. I will give a quick disclaimer, though, that most of what I'm sharing is based off my experience. There is probably way more layers to the topic that I'm going to talk about today that may be really deeply rooted in trauma as it relates to our view of God and so on and so forth. And I talk about that heavily on my podcast. So if you're not familiar when I talk about, you know, our view of God, please, 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 you know, refer to some episodes. I might try to find some and link them in the show notes, but I really want to talk about this experience because it hit home with me so hard over the last three months. And I really feel like I kind of came out of it in October And so really, as October unfolded, I recognized what I was struggling with and I did not realize because I didn't have the language to describe it. So I want to share with you all the topic of spiritual apathy. And some of you may not know what this means, which is totally fine. I'm going to go through all of this with you. But I want to be very transparent and say as a disclaimer that most of what I am sharing with you is based on my experience. Um, In the next couple of episodes, I'm going to talk about how we can manage our expectations of ourselves as well as others, because I think a lot of that can tie into the way we feel when it comes to our spiritual life as well and how those things can impact us. But I really want to talk about this being a thing because it was a very, I won't say traumatic But it was very challenging for me to understand why and how I got to become very spiritually apathetic. And so I might breathe hard because, girl, I had no breath no more. But, you know, y'all know with pregnancy, I'm literally in the I'm literally almost nine months, like I'm a week away from nine months. Like, let's talk about it. But um, so let's get into this. So spiritual apathy how I came to know what this was, to be very frank, I did not know what um, this was. And I will say this too, if this is something that resonates with you, please, please, please share this podcast with someone you know, because as I've been talking to people that I'm close to, I realized that a lot of them struggled with it, but did not really know that's what it was called. And so how I kind of came to knew what this was, this had happened over a couple months of time. I know kind of in the summertime, I had kind of been telling y'all, oh, I struggle with some anxiety, struggling kind of within my relationship with God, understanding what season I was in, kind of struggling with managing my emotions where I started back therapy, you know, all of the traumatic things that have happened in the year related to George Floyd, 
um, all these things were, I even think layers on top of where it got to this point. I do know the root of where this started, but I'm not fully comfortable sharing that full story. But I do know that a lot of the things that trickled and happened were over a course of time. And for me, as somebody who, you know, I love the, I love the Lord. I love God. I do recognize that there are things within my mental health for myself. I'm always going to be working on and bringing before the father and will be overcoming. And I do feel like I have overcome so much um, as it relates to anxiety and depression and really like my worthiness with God. But I did not know and really understood what this meant because I have felt this way before, but didn't really know. So I remember I was having a conversation with my therapist back in the beginning of September. And September was a really rough, rough month for me emotionally. Um, And I was kind of telling her like, you know, I'm struggling with a layer of different things and a myriad of different things as it relates to this transition of being being a mom. So I think that added another layer to it. But I was also telling her I'm having this lack of interest in wanting to seek God on a lot of stuff. I'm having a lack of interest in wanting to get in my Bible. I really don't feel like it. Like my attitude towards it was mm, whatever, really blah, like, uh, you know, kind of, I won't even say disgust, but just more of like, uh, why do I have to do this? Oh, I don't feel like it. Oh my God, I'm tired. Oh, I could be doing this God, but I don't feel like it. And it's very hard to say that out loud, even now, because as someone again, who is, you know, walking this walk with God, especially as somebody who people look up to spiritually, if I say that, you know, it's hard to kind of say when you're struggling in your, in your seasons with God, emotionally and mentally and spiritually, because You don't want to lead people astray. And that's kind of where I was. I was kind of at a point where I couldn't describe how I was feeling. I was talking to God about it, but I did not feel a shift. Um, And so I was becoming really disinterested in a lot of my normal routine, which was like, get up early in the morning, get your coffee, get your Bible, read your Bible, write in your journal, do that. And not to say that those things aren't valid or valuable because they were. And again, this is from my experience, but I was starting to become, my routine was becoming familiar and it wasn't exciting anymore to the point to where anything spiritual just didn't excite me anymore. And I got to a place where I was just kind of like, God, I don't understand this season. And I don't feel like Nothing is shifting when I'm coming to you about it and I'm talking about it. And I don't know how to get back to a place where I can get in front of my word and get excited about it because I love reading y'all. I love studying. I love being in front of the father. I love prayer. I love all of those assets. I love praise and worship. Um, But I was having a hard time understanding why 
this was happening because every other part of my life was thriving. Every other part of my life wasn't giving me any idea that something was wrong, which was also confusing because usually that's the first thing we look at like, oh, well, this is happening. Something must be wrong. And so I I talked to her about this. And one of the things she kind of said to me was, you know, when did this start? When did you have this similar feeling of disinterest? Um, not really wanting to do this, not really wanting to like get in front of the father, not really wanting to pick up your Bible, not really wanting and not out of, and this is again, why I said this is my experience, not wanting to do this out of, I don't know where to start, or I don't know what to read, or I don't know what to study, or I don't really know what to do. This is not out of that. This is literally out of a a very big disinterest in not wanting to hear anything about God, not wanting to feel anything as a relate or, or couldn't feel anything. Cause I was just kind of like, when I listen to sermons, I'm not getting anything. Or if I'm, um, if somebody sends me a sermon, I'm not real, excited to click on the sermon to listen to it and so it was becoming a thing where it was becoming disinteresting to me and so I hope I'm describing this right and so I was telling my therapist this and I was kind of processing through the emotions and I said I remember there was an earlier situation this year that I went through where I experienced something traumatic spiritually um again I'm not really ready to delve into but what I came to understand was I had to it was kind of like a soul tie and a a pulling away it was a break off in a relationship uh, with someone and that pulling and that that separation and it was extremely extremely overwhelming to me Um, and it really impacted me emotionally and spiritually and I don't often have those situations happen. Like I don't really like break off. Um, anytime you break off any any friendship or any type of relationship, uh, whether it be, you know, spiritually, emotionally, um, friendship wise, like it's already traumatic. It's already a grieving process. I know what that process looks like. So I am aware. But this in particular was very challenging in the sense that, There was a lot of um, me being just a lot of things that challenged me spiritually that I had to come back to God about. And I did not know how to verbalize to him what I was feeling, which is not normal for me. And so because of that, I think a lot of my routines changed. I stopped listening to a lot of sermons. I stopped really kind of um, talking to a lot of people about my spiritual life. I felt very guarded spiritually. I also felt like I don't want people to know or I don't want anybody else to give me another word or pour into me because of just the, the level of vulnerability I had in that friendship. And so because of that, it was really hard for me to kind of feel like I could get poured into or 
people could speak into my life about a season I was in. I was very vulnerable, very guarded. And I think I had to be because I had to really kind of go back to God and debunk what was happening. And so because of that, I think over time, I just kind of became, you know, in crux with, I'm just going to do what I normally do in my individual relationship with God. But there were a lot of layers missing. So I stopped journaling as much. I didn't really listen to a lot of sermons. I kind of cut back on gospel music because I felt like um, I don't want to be so, um, how do I describe it? I just didn't feel like listening to it. It just, I wanted, I wanted my relationship with God to be me and him. I talked to him and that's it. And so what I realized over time, and I hope I'm really describing this right to y'all. What I realized over time was there was a snowball effect that happened of the things that poured into me, the things that gave me light, the things that fed my spirit, the things that really, really poured into me. And I think, again, that's why I said I went through that period of time where I wasn't managing my emotions, where I wasn't checking in with myself because I had stopped a lot of the things that I did that poured into my spirit. And what I also realized was because I had also cut off a lot of that talking to people about what I was going through spiritually. And, you know, I'm very, very open about my spiritual life with the people that I trust Um, I trust in that way to kind of cut that off and not ask for prayer and like be very private about a lot of stuff. I was just in my head. And so I kind of told her this and she said, do you realize how that situation could have related to you, um, you being where you are now? And I said, no, like, I don't think so because I'm so far away from so far removed from that, that I don't think that that would have been an impact. And so what she kind of responded to me was, it sounds like you're struggling with spiritual apathy. Um, And basically, it means you don't want to do anything. You don't really have a and it was also impacting my trust with God. It was impacting my um, cause I was so concerned about so many little things. I was very much so struggling with anxiety. I was worrying and all this kind of stuff. And so I did not know y'all again, I'm trying to say this. I did not know that that's what this was. I thought it was just like a spiritual plateau where you go through, you know, you fall out of your routine with God, you get back on your routine and you're okay. Or you, I hadn't really, I I can't ever say that I have felt this huge disinterest. I haven't felt that in years. And mostly when I felt a huge disinterest towards God, I was in a rebellious, rebellious state. And I didn't feel like I was rebelling against God. I didn't feel like I wanted to turn away from him or turn away from my faith. I was just very tired and very drained. And on top of the fact that a lot of the normal routine things that I use, like listening to sermons, journaling, talking to people about my spiritual life and spiritual accountability. On top of all these things, I was also pouring out extremely. This was when I was doing my time with God challenge. I was doing my time management client sessions. I was doing my time management masterclass. So I'm also empty pouring out, not knowing because I'm just busy. 
but just kind of in this autopilot mind frame, not paying attention to you are really, really dry and really, really thirsty spiritually. And so um, she said to me, her words were, this is a very urgent matter that you need to pay attention to. She actually was like, okay, we're not talking about anything else but this until we get this under control. And I kind of looked at her sideways as I was just like, I kind of had an attitude because I was just like, why? (laughs) Like, it's not this serious, girl. Until that week when I started to go back and really explore and I'm a person, everybody's not like me. I'm a person that I do the work. Like I'm not going to avoid, I'm not going to run away from, I'm going to face something head on and hit it hard because I would rather deal with the painful aspects of it to get out of a situation than avoid something and be in the same place months from now. That's just not my personality. I'm a just like, I'm a do the work person. And so after we talked, she gave me some things to do. She basically told me I need to kind of pour back into myself spiritually, listen to some sermons and some people that I trust um, and get back to my daily disciplines, reset some of my expectations and also revisit the testimonies and declarations of the things that God had done in this whole year. And so when I said recent expectations, all the while all this was going on, I was struggling with God telling me to rest in my business before my baby came. I would have got to a point to where I was, my momentum for my business had become very consistent and I was working and doing a lot of things. And I had, you know, got to a point where I was like, oh yeah, God, we're going in. Like it is what it is. And God literally told me to rest. And I was struggling with that because I was angry with him because it's like, this is what, this ain't what you and I talked about. Like, what do you mean put everything down? I don't want to put everything down. I want to work. And I realized now at this point in November that if I had not put that stuff down, I would have been so drained and so tired, y'all that I'm glad I was obedient to him because it would have been really, really bad. I think I would have drove myself into the ground and probably been in a worse place than I would have been. And so just to give you background on what spiritual apathy is, um, it, I'm going to, I'm going to link this article that I read about it in the show notes. So you can also refer to this as I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, spiritual apathy is a feeling of indifference or even coldness towards the things of God. It can affect any Christian, even ones who are fully sincere in his or her faith. This was me. I wasn't at a place where it's like, I want to turn from God. I never want to turn from God. I wasn't at a place of rebellion. I I didn't want to do things against him. I was just really at a place of dryness in my heart towards doing things or listening to things or or being like all going hard that I was just like I'm numb kind of thing I'll continue this numbing of one's emotions takes place of the former passion and zeal that were directed towards God if you recognize that you have become spiritually apathetic you must take steps to overcome it if you wish to thrive in your walk with God 
When you become aware of your spiritual apathy, first affirm that you are a child of God. Once you have settled, ask yourself, what has caused this spiritual apathy to come into my life? If you have an unrepentant sin issues in your life or do not know how to invest in your personal relationship with Jesus, these could both be open doors to allow apathy to creep into your heart. So for me, I think it was a lot of so many layers of things. So I'm going to name off like some name off some signs of maybe how you know you're experiencing this. But again, I'll also link this article, but these were things that I had wrote out myself. Um, You don't have really anyone pouring into you. So you're empty. And because you're empty, you don't have anything pouring back into you. And so you, you don't have any joy or any type of happiness because you're, you're so empty spiritually. Um, your zeal for God fades. So your excitement, your, your zeal, your, um, joy for God fades. This is also a way you can know if you're dealing with this, you lack interest in the things you're used to. So for me, it was sermons, it was music, it was conversations. I feel very guarded, etc. You're also highly distracted. So that was a big one for me where I was spending hours on social media or hours looking at YouTube or not doing the things that I know I love to do, like go on walks or journal or spend time with my husband, which I was still doing. I was doing that. That never really changed. Um, But these things became I was using my emotional state to distract myself. So that also could have been me working so much and just kind of not addressing it with God, just work overworking myself. Um, your routine with God becomes comes too familiar. You don't switch it up. You don't um, spend time doing something different to like, Give yourself a boost. And that could be going on walks with God. That I talk about switching up your routine with God a lot um, in my time manage, in my um, time with God challenge. And that being something that's helpful to you spiritually. You also could be struggling with this because it becomes more about performance and like doing things to just try to perform for God rather than love. And I think that also was a big one for me because I felt so much shame towards myself about I should be better. God, you have placed me in a position to be an example to other people. I should not feel this way or I should this, this or I should this, that versus who am I with you? I want to love you in all of in, in like those things. Um, another thing that could have caused this is traumatic, something traumatic happening spiritually that could be related to any, uh, a friendship um, dissolving, church hurt, you having expectations of other people that you look up to to do something and they don't do it. So those things can make you have certain feelings towards God that may close you off spiritually and make you feel a lack of interest in in the Lord or a lack of interest in the things of God. So again, in describing all these things, it's really important for us to know more than anything, I think for me, the way that I became to overcome this 
uh, was a lot of well there were a couple things that occurred because I do feel like I'm in a way better place it's like way better place okay let me just like way 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 better but some tips I wrote to overcome this was the first one and this was the probably the one that helped me the most was processing and beginning to express to someone how I was feeling I think many times we don't value the whole thing of sharing our burdens with other people. We don't realize that being guarded will eventually put you into a isolated place. And isolation is not a healthy place to be when it comes to you um, trying to overcome things spiritually. You just cannot. You cannot isolate. I don't care how strong you are, how big ballish I call it you get. You'll never be at a point where you won't need people. And so I didn't realize that that me opening that little can of worms to my therapist opened up a door for me to invite conversations in with other friends. I ended up going to dinner with one of my girlfriends and I was telling her where I was and she helped me so much. And I didn't realize just from that, having that conversation, what it was like for me to open up again to someone else. And I, and I say that to say, because it wasn't as if I didn't have those relationships available. I just didn't know how to verbalize. This was, I, this was what I was feeling because I just felt so much shame and that I got to fix it with God first. I got to fix it with me and him first. You know, this is my father. I got to fix it with him. Another thing, another tip to overcome this was write down and journaling who God has been to me. I was going through at the time so many stressors as it relates to, you know, the baby, planning for the baby, all these decisions and this, this and that. And so I think, again, that added a layer onto it. Plus, again, we've been in the house all year, so it's not really, really many options we got, girl. And so... I had to figure out who have you been to me this year and reminding myself that God has been so amazing to me and my family this year. I cannot begin to explain. And so when I did that, it was just a moment of gratitude. I remember at the top of October, I remember, or end of September, beginning of October, I sat in my closet and boo-hooed. And I just said, God, I don't understand this season, but I know that you've been so good to me that I don't know how to overcome this, but I have to do it with you and I and I want to do it with you. And just talking to God and being extremely vulnerable because that's just the only way I know how to be with him. Also, another tip to overcome is managing your expectations. We don't realize that many times the seasons we're in are either self-imposed or God-imposed. We self-impose certain things on ourselves when we don't have, when we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves to meet a certain criteria or whatever And because of that, we don't recognize that when we try to put so much on ourselves, God ain't putting that on us. Like he's not expecting us to be these people that we think we have to be. 
or he might be calling us to a, to a place and we're refusing and we're not being diligent in what we need to be doing. But also, too, there are going to be times where you're transitioning from different seasons and you have to know how to manage your expectations and the growth seasons God has you in. For me, that was a big deal because I didn't know that I was having problems with the transition or I was angry with God about the things he had told me I had to do. And just being obedient can sometimes just feel sucky at the time. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it just felt sucky. And I just was arguing back and forth with him about it. And it just was like, why are you telling me to sit? I don't want to sit. I want to do this. I want to do that. And just having that expectation and not switching it to his expectation for what he was doing for me just had a lot to do with where I was, what I was feeling. Another thing was getting a part of a group, getting a part of an accountability circle, getting a part of a small group or ministry that you trust that you know is going to pour into you. That was huge for me. Just having people that I can talk to, that I can listen to, that I can pray for me and hear me out and can talk to me about how I was feeling. That was huge for me. Another tip to overcome is fasting and prayer. And like when you're struggling with that, sometimes just do it with other people. Like don't feel like you got to do it by yourself. Do it with other people. Cutting out distractions and taking a break. Um, Cutting out Instagram and social media and Facebook for two weeks taking a break from those things you don't realize how much we've been inundated with information especially during this election with just stuff that is so distracting so draining so overwhelming and because of that we don't feel like we can take a break you can take a break away from those things um another tip is trying something new for a week try literally journaling every day your feelings for a week just set a timer on your phone to do it and pour out your heart to the father and do it for a week go on a drive downtown to in your city and sit at one of the most prettiest spots and just sit there and go every single day as a routine to do something new go to Trader Joe's I don't know girl walk around at Trader Joe's and just walk around and look at Trader Joe's or go to Target and walk around and say, y'all, because we'll spend money. You know what I'm saying? But like do something new. Um, get into your Bible for a week. Like find something that you can do that's going to pour back into you. Call a friend every day and talk for 20 minutes. Tell a friend, I need to talk to you every day for 20 minutes just to be able to get out what I'm thinking and feeling. Um, accountability, using that as a refresh. Another thing is seek a mental health counselor to discuss these things you're feeling. If you currently have a therapist, bring this up to your therapist and say, hey, I think I'm struggling with some spiritual apathy and I really, really want to work through this and understand why I've been feeling this. That may open a door for you to discuss why you feel disinterest towards the faith because it's all about getting back to a place where Christ changes us. I had a conversation with a friend earlier this week or last week about that. And it's really like, we don't realize that 
God wants to change us. Not only does he want to infiltrate every part of us and he loves us so much, y'all, but he wants to change us. It's to him. It's not about just us doing these works that we think we have to do. It's about us having relationship with him and he changes us. And I think we, I forgot about, I forgot that. I forgot the value of God infiltrating every part of me because I had my own way of thinking and own way of wanting to do things. And yes, you're going to struggle with, you know, in different seasons. I think that what I went through earlier this year had an impact on how I felt, but that wasn't just the only thing. There were so many things that I didn't realize until now at the end of almost the year that God was trying to do. He was really trying to get me to relinquish control and not worry so much about every aspect of my life that he had control over. And I wasn't releasing control to him. And I was so angry to release control to him because I felt like these are my plans, Lord. These are what I want to do. Why won't you let me just do what I want to do? Or why is it that what I see other people doing, I want to do or you won't let me do that? And and what it was doing was causing me to have a lot of anxiety, stress and, you know, all this kind of stuff that I also was struggling with expectations of other people. I had a lot of stuff with family that I was dealing with and just, just stuff that you're going through. And because I didn't know how to describe it or pinpoint it to come to God and say, this is why I said it's important to have a mental health counselor to discuss these things because you sometimes just need language. Sometimes you just need someone to be your soundboard. Sometimes you just need somebody to hear you out, to say, this is what I'm going through. And this is what I'm experiencing because the, the the problem is sometimes we have a ton of stressors. We're trying to manage our schedule. We're trying to manage finances, manage our kids. We have so many layers of things that we put so much high expectation on us that God ain't putting on us, but we still have to find a way to manage it. And he's like, I want to be a part of all of that. I want to be a part of everything you're talking about, but because we're not getting poured into, we're not coming to him or, or we've gotten to a point to where we've gone so long without that, that we are empty, that we end up tired. And then we, then that's when, when you're tired, the enemy comes in and says, oh, well, being a Christian is not that fun. Or, or you could go do these things that are not related to Christianity and have more fun. Or you can go do this to kind of numb yourself from the feelings you feel. And really all that it is, is God wants to infiltrate all of those areas. And so I think, again, going back to what I said for myself, it was just a realizing moment that when I struggle again or I get to a place of having disinterest or lack of interest, what things do I need to put into place? What 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 um, guards do I need to put up to support myself with God 
so that these things don't happen again. And so finding support for these areas are necessary and vital to your overall mental health and well-being. But we have to remember that before any of this, God loves us and wants to help us through all of this. And so I, I think that we have to get to a point of addressing what the problem is to then find the support. Sometimes we just want to find the support to fix it, but we're not willing to address the problem. We're not willing to address, I sometimes struggle in this walk. Because we're going to, like, I don't care what anyone says, y'all. Being and walking with God is sometimes the hardest thing to do, but it's the most rewarding. And you don't see sometimes the fruit of it until later, but it's the most rewarding thing when you're faithful. And I don't, and I say this to say, please don't give up on the faith because you're in a place where you might be having spiritual apathy. Don't give up because you feel a disinterest. Don't give up because you're struggling. It's not going to last always, but you're going to have to work to get back to a place where you can feel full again. And so I want this conversation and this episode to spark conversations between you and friends And for you all to like dig deep with God about where these things started and where they're coming from, but also be able to know how to verbalize it to someone if you are struggling. Um, And so again, I'll talk about next week, how we can learn to manage our expectations of other people and ourselves. And I really hope that that will be a great episode for you to kind of also understand the pressure we sometimes put on ourselves to be this person and how we also can put expectations on other people to be these people to us. And we have to just get back to a place of placing our expectation in the father and who he is to us and allowing Holy Spirit to be our guiding light through the things that we're going through. So that's all for this week. Again, I love you all. I hope this episode was helpful to you. And if it was, please share. Please leave a review on iTunes. And I love you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.